almost exactly between those two eyes lies the two thick gray lips that form its mouth. Ugh. Two thick gray lips. Ugh. What, a, what an uncomfortable descriptor. It has... Ugh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. A roadmap, huh? Looks more like a treasure map to me. A new event makes it less tricky to rock a rhyme. To rock a rhyme that's right on time. And for my next trick, I'll turn your diameter into your radius. Stunfisk. More like <laughs> Stunfisk. Yeah, I got nothing on that one. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to GoCast Podcast Episode 87. It's March 31st, a Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey Kyle, what's what's shaking? What's happening, man? How are you? I'm yeah, I'm hanging in there, given given all things. I'm I'm, I'm alive. <laughs> How's the quarantine going for you? We're now in what our third week, technically. I think my third week. This is your second official. This week, is my correct? second week. Well, I had to go to the grocery store today, so I'm I'm okay. Haven't come back from there, and then other than that, not leaving the house. <laughs> yes, it's like a dream come true in some aspects, but I, I hate the thing that's enabling me to stay inside all the time. Yeah. That part of the equation is terrifying. Glad to hear that you're doing okay and keeping it together. Uh, we're also keeping it together over here where I'm at. Uh, we've we've you know gotten a nice little a system down where nobody really <laughs> takes anything. We have like so we've turned our garage into like our receiving dock where it's like <laughs> if you have to leave to go get a contactless pickup from like a grocery store or something, you bring it all in, you load it up, and then you come back out after you, you know, wash your hands really quick. We wipe down everything and then we let it all dry and then we split it up to our you know, respective places of storage and stuff. It's crazy. It's I like having the system. Hey, man, the system breeds comfort, and comfort is very important nowadays. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of things that are important and comfort, Pokemon Go checks both of those boxes for me personally. I hope it does for you as well. A big shout out before we do get this episode underway here to our brand new patron, John, who also sent us an email last week. Thank you so much, John, uh, for your patronage and your support. We hope you enjoy the Discord and all it has to offer more on being a patron and the benefits that that incurs at the end of the show but first let's review those those weekly goals mr kyle okay uh do you want to go first or you want to go second i'll go first get it out okay of the way. thank you i appreciate it uh you wanted to max your binet it's not quite maxed out Okay, are you close? It's level... Uh, it's like I don't 35. recognize that number, <laughs> but... Okay, 35? All right, yeah. hey. Hey, that's close. Though, so That's close. Uh, it's, it's close, but it's not close enough because you did say max and not powered up, so I'm going to count that as a big old... Uh, I thought I would get more Stardust week. this week. Hey, well, uh, shoulda, woulda, coulda. You also wanted to finish your streaks this week. Well, about that. So... Totally just forgot to leave the house on Sunday to go <laughs> down the block to the poker stop. 
Okay, okay. So I finished my Pokemon catch streak. Okay, so that's a no. It's a no. That's a no. Uh, and then did you catch a did you catch a chatot this weekend? It was yes. the St. Louis Safari Zone uh remote play and we had our day on Saturday, so I caught many. Okay. All right, many. That's a one out of three for Mr. Kyle. Anything else you want to share? Uh, we'll talk about our St. Louis experience in just a moment here, but let's get the rest of these goals out of the way. Was there anything else super notable about your week that you wanted to shout out real quick? Nope. I didn't really have any luck with the the psychic event that we had going on either. So mm-hmm. nothing okay. much else. All righty, Rue. Thanks, Mr. Kyle. For me, for my goals last week, I wanted to catch my Genesect, and I did. I did do that. Uh, next, I wanted to power up and max... Uh, a bee drill and a parasect. I did the bee drill aspect of it, but I didn't do the parasect. It'll be a carryover to next week, um, which will be a thing. That's two weeks in a row. Well, no, but it's a different Pokemon this time. It's two weeks in a row. I've I've delayed and <laughs> and therefore incurred a failure. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yes. Um, the next thing was catch the shiny, whatever it was that was going to be featured for the event because I couldn't remember at the time. Well, thankfully, everybody got it. So <laughs> yeah. that was a, that was an easy win. And I wanted to catch at least 10 chat tots. I'm happy to report I have 20 safely stored away, uh, waiting to trade to people that could not catch it. So that one is a success. So uh, three out of four for me is actually like three and a half out of four. But I ain't doing the halves. That's the closest to not failing. I've been in a long time. I mean, you didn't fail yeah that's that's the closest i've been yeah it's It's not failing yeah you're right yeah no it's still just feels like a failure to me (laughs) i was at least a c student in school you know we all got standards right (laughs) anyway uh okay cool so there was that i mean i I had a great time this weekend kyle i don't know if you want to start talking about the st louis stuff right now actually let's do our you know the metal check first and then that'll roll right right into that huh all right okay so uh, what are you at for you nova now mr kyle I'm at 80. You're at 80? 80. How much did we have between us last time? Was it four or five? I, I think it was four. I think I was at 76. I was at 80 last week. Yeah. Okay. I'm at 84 this week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That oh, gap man. maintains its identity. Even, even with some, <laughs> some stuff you'd already had, like the chat, I got something on me. Yes, I did. Uh, you know, I, I kind of didn't appreciate how much I had gotten out of this weekend until I really took a look. But, you know, you got the Durant out of the quest. The Gothita, I haven't even evolved one yet, and I still haven't evolved a Solosis either. So I, I've got what? some room. Oh, man. I've got we'll some room now. to okay. grow here. Then we can talk about this for a split second because we don't have it in our news. The Psychic Event. Gothitas. How many did you find? How many Gothitas did I find? Yeah. That is a really great question. Let me look it up really quick while you while you rant about why you're upset about it. I caught two. That's why. The entire oh. time. Yeah, that's a reason to be upset. Meanwhile, I probably caught 50, 60 plus because I started to skip them. Solosis? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, yeah, but Gothita was out at night. I played at night, too. I, I went around the neighborhood after dark nothing i was so annoyed i don't even have enough candy for the second evolution yeah it was it was a struggle for sure between these two so uh i saw 14 and caught 13 solosis and i caught six and i saw six gothita okay okay so that that was my experience with those two at the very least 
but so this answer your question is it also miserable enough to qualify for your opinion yes i, I okay. think it is i'm a little bit i'm just a little bit salty about it i that i don't even have enough for the second evolution hey oh well you know maybe it'll come around uh, it should still be out right i mean so we're we're good to go on that one it'll just take some time and some grinding uh but let's let's hop into the news just so that we can talk about the st louis experience so kyle we were already talking about the psychic event which was definitely a big part of my st louis experience because i went out two hours early because i didn't realize that they had adjusted the time because i <laughs> am a chimpanzee and uh so i did two hours of of a psychic event catching and then started my event so how was your event just to remind you guys if you aren't up to speed uh, the St. Louis Safari Zone and other Safari Zones this this year that have been scheduled have been canceled. And in place of it, it's going to be kind of a personal, isolated gameplay sort of situation wherein it takes the form of, uh, you know, a special research that you still get during your time period. During that time period for your ticket purchase, there will be localized spawns of a very particular spawn pool that would have been at the event and so on and so forth. Uh, so, Kyle, what was your take? What was your experience like? Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. It was it was tough though because I definitely did not have enough pokeballs for this. I was not adequately prepared with, you know, good reason. Right. So I did not catch nearly as much as I would have if it was for say the real thing, but I still walked away with the shinies that I wanted from the event. So that was that was pretty great. Okay, well let's talk about the shinies really quick. Which one did you get? Well, I got nine. Okay. Nine. Yes. I got two shiny Mankey. I didn't have any. So that's that was pretty great. Two shiny Meditite. That's what I really wanted. I was checking every single Meditite. Nice. I'm, I'm using it as an excuse. I will build one of them for PvP because I have not made a Meditite yet. And um, are, are, do either of them have really good IVs? Because it needs to be maxed out. It's it, They're not the most amazing. No. Okay. Hey, you got to do it for the flex, man. Whatever yeah. you got to do to make it happen. And I got a shiny Lunatone. That was the one I was chasing, though. I was like, is there a Lunatone? Where's Lunatone? I'll go. I'll go like two blocks over just to get that one Lunatone. Is it there? Got it almost at the buzzer, basically. <laughs> nice. Meanwhile, everyone's posting pictures. Yeah, I got like five, six. I got eight. I got eight shiny Lunatone from this event so far. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what those people were doing because I also uh, didn't walk away with a massive pile I, I played for like four hours yeah and didn't walk away with that much of a stash but continue i got a shiny hat pikachu which i'm i'm always really excited to get and i got another shiny bulbasaur so now i have enough for the full family Woohoo! and it's level 35 because it was weather boosted so that'll become a a venusaur once december rolls around is that it for your shinies uh the the free teddy ursa does that count yeah, that counts. Yeah, everybody <laughs> there you got go, it. that one. I, I couldn't find another one for the life of me. They were everywhere and I couldn't find it. But oh, well, he is green. What's not to love um, uh, that, that he's green? Yeah, uh, fair enough. Um, so for the shinies that I caught during this event, I caught two Bulbasaur, two Metatite, and I got the Teddy Ursa. Uh, and then I ended up trading one of those Bulbasaurs to my sister for a Lunatone that she caught. I see. Uh, okay. The shiny bulbasaur has been my personal white whale for a very long time 
It's <laughs> it, really, it's, I missed Bulbasaur Community Day and I did Charmander and Squirtle. And so I was really struggling finding a, a Frenzy Plant Venusaur for a very long time. I was struggling to find the Shiny family. And it's finally with this lat, the first of the two Bulbasaurs I caught, finally completed the line and I screamed. I was <laughs> so excited to finally be finished. Oh, thank goodness. But other than that, I mean, I was just driving around with my sister. We went to uh, the local town square and did a bunch of play in there. Kind of went from, you know, parking spot to parking spot where we knew that there were clusters of spawns and stuff like that. Not really talking to people. There were some people out on foot, but not very many. And uh, not many raids to be had either. Just kind of like yeah, hung out. expected. We, we did one Kobali and we actually had to like ask in the discord, like, is anybody else driving around the area right now? Do you guys want to do it? And we got like a hit squad of like four or five people to show up in a couple of cars. And that was pretty neat. Um, you know, uh, Pokemon masters find a way, right? Yeah, they really, they really, really do. Uh, but I think the experience overall was, was great. It was really great. I heard that the first day for Friday ticket holders, there were some issues where some people were getting psychic spectacular spawns mixed in with the regular Safari zone spawns, or they weren't getting the Safari zone spawns at all. And it was hard to tell what was a confusion of the start time and what was actually a bug or a glitch or, you know, somebody didn't push the right button. Um, so did hear a lot of frustration with that. So if you can confirm one way or the other, if you were a Friday St. Louis Safari Zone ticket holder for this last Friday, what was your game experience like? Because I just heard so much rumbling, but nothing really kind of came of it. So just curious about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay enough about the st louis safari zone makeup stuff hopefully we'll have some other ones to look forward to i know kyle you and i have tickets to philadelphia as well so we'll be able to partake in that one mm -hmm. that'll be fun that'll be fun but there's other stuff to talk about especially in the new covid era of life that we're currently in what other ways can niantic adjust the game for us to enjoy it safely at home isolated socially distanced whatever you want to call it whatever you're supposed to be doing so that you can still do it and enjoy the game so i'm going to go ahead and read this part of this article that niantic actually put out today we created niantic with a mission this is actually written by john hankey by the way we created niantic with a mission to help people get outside exercise and explore the world with the ultimate goal of helping people connect with others today we support a global community of hundreds of millions of people who look to our games for regular entertainment and an opportunity to get outside and connect with friends very true we have always believed that our games can include elements of indoor play that complement the outdoor exercise and explore dna of what we build now is the time for us to prioritize this work with the key challenge of making playing indoors as exciting and innovative as our outdoor gameplay. I'm listening, John. We are adding to our product roadmap so we can enable more ways to play inside and around the home in the coming days and weeks when the world needs it most. While it's impossible to predict when and how the situation with COVID-19 will evolve globally, we're going to make the following changes to our games and live events. And there's four sections here. One is called exercise. The next is called social, then explore, and then live events. For exercise, you can track your steps indoor with Adventure Sync, so activities like cleaning your house and running on a treadmill count towards game achievements. We're going to make improvements to Adventure Sync so it works even better with indoor movement and activities. Kyle, what's your take on this? What do you think this means practically? I mean, 
ideally, I know Adventure Sync and just the in-game tracker in general has difficulty tracking short bursts of movements. Mm-hmm. Although it's gotten better as Adventure Sync has gotten better. So that's that's obviously what they're talking about. That's really exciting. If it accurately tracks going back and forth in your apartment, I'm all for that. You know, I'm thinking that this could be... Uh, it, this is me not knowing very much about the the technology that's at work. Um, I know enough about it to know that the three step uh, Pokemon hunting mechanic that was in, that's in the game that when it first came out, that the reason that they took that out was because it was really server heavy because it would continually ping where you were. Um, and the new version of distance tracking and stuff like that and hunting that Pokemon that are nearby, it stops, refreshes and pings to the server like a Less tenth of the amount of times, yeah. right? And so I'm thinking that maybe with this, with Adventure Sync, because it works off of a similar thing, it checks where you are even in a background, it pings your GPS to figure out where you are and also takes some aggregate data from your you know, onboard step counter and stuff like that. I don't think they're going to change the formula that has to do with the onboard stuff, like the you know your exercise apps or your step counter or whatever. I think they're just going to probably double the amount of times that you ping the GPS which okay. would then make it more efficient for small spaces. Yeah, okay. That's just my theory. I really don't know much more about it other than what I just outlined, but that's just my my initial thought. Well, who knows? If somebody out there is a programmer, please send me an email and tell me how wrong I am. <laughs> uh, Kyle, what are we doing? And by we, I mean Niantic. What's Niantic doing to help impact the social aspect of this game? So for the social aspect, they wrote... We're enhancing our in-game virtual social features to enable players to stay in touch when they can't meet in real life. You'll soon be able to team up with friends and take on raid battles together in Pokemon Go from the comfort of home. Stop. Record scratch. What? What? Hold on. What? (sighs) So raid battles together in Pokemon Go from the comfort of home. See, now, when I was first reading this announcement... And I read only the first sentence. I'm like, oh, my God, are they going to add like clans and in-game chat just so people can talk to each other? And then I hit the next sentence and I'm like, what? That's not where I thought this was going at all. Yeah, this this is the sort of thing that I would have said, oh, yeah, they'll change their game a bunch of times. But that's something that they'll never do. Mm -hmm. And here we are. They're doing it. It's a big deal, and everyone right now is speculating how it's how it's going to be implemented, what variety of ways it can it can come about. I've got a theory. What are you leaning towards? Okay, I've got a theory wherein it will let you participate in raid battles if you have the raid passes for it. It'll give you the current offerings that are out there for you know the spread, whatever the pools are, right? And you can partake in any level raid battle essentially. Each of these selections will be on a cooldown, but once you get into them, after you select them, uh, you can invite your friends from your friends list and play with them. That's more or less the the idea that I feel is going to be implemented. Okay, if, what do you think? That's pretty much spot on. I think there's going to be a lobby button, for example, and there'll mm-hmm. be the separate individual tiers that each will have a cooldown, so you can't just do you know ten tier five raids in a row, for example. Right. Right. And then you can go in and it will either let you invite your friends or match make you with random people. Oh, I really hope it doesn't do that. I want to be able to. Well, b- both. I think both would be the preferable, just like making a public lobby or a private lobby. Currently. True. True. I would really love for this to be 
streamlined and easy for us to take advantage of enough that like if we wanted to host a raid night for like our discord group it's like show up with 15 passes or you know pick and choose the raids you want to take part in and we're just going to go through the pool front to back this is the golden dream though what we're describing here i feel this is the best absolute case scenario yes yeah i think a more realistic case scenario that doesn't involve coding something from the ground up is going to be allowing players to interact with any raids they can see within their in-game. So if there's a if so if there's a gym with a raid in it that's a mile away that I can see and I can click on that tiny little thing, zip on it, and then it'll let me just queue from there. Yeah, I think that that makes the most. That sense. seems far more within their ease of of coding. This again, yes. I don't really know the behind the scenes, but it seems like it would be. As well as the fact it will be the easiest to wean people off of. Yeah, that's once what I was going to say. Is done. That's what I was going to say. Is that one thing that I, I failed to acknowledge this entire time is that yeah, these things, these adjustments need to be something that are easily reversible. And if they're not easily reversible, are um, in such a way that you can bring it back down. A whole new feature doesn't exactly follow that mentality. I think you're right. Interesting. 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 We're find but, out though. Yeah, this is the one I'm most excited about, but there are two more. The next one is Explore. We're also looking into how we can help players virtually visit and share memories about their favorite real-world places until they can once again visit them in person. Well, this is a good time as any to mention that uh, we also did learn 11 hours ago, according to Forbes, that Niantic acquired 6D.ai, which is a company that uh, works in building and maintaining and generating uh, AR environments uh with some vr elements but i think it's it's mostly for ar play the sort of video that they showed it looked like a vr setup but it almost looked just like a recreation of a physical place i don't know it was kind of uh it wasn't there wasn't very much information shared i'm not sure but the idea that this could be pushing niantic to develop the ar stuff even further we know they've been have their hands in a, a bunch of different pies in that aspect for a long time Definitely so it's just exciting to see that this may help push some of that forward. Right. The line we're looking into how we can help players virtually visit and share memories about their favorite real world places until later. What exactly do you think that means? Do you think that maybe they'll let you load into another place I, with a different background? I don't it's know. A, it's a very strange wording. I don't like the wording because it's gotten too many people talking about you know, legal spoofing and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I just hope we get more information soon so that people stop with that line of thinking. Definitely. So besides exploring these new places, I think there's also going to be some stuff with, with events, right, Kyle? Yep. For live events, we're reimagining what it means to participate in Niantic live events this summer and putting our creative energy towards bringing the excitement directly to your home. That means we're working on an entirely new way to enjoy Pokemon Go Fest. More <gasps> details coming soon. Go Fest? <laughs> I had given up all hope. <laughs> oh, thank you, John Hankey. Thank you. Thank it, you. Can I be the, the pessimist here? That I'm Oh, not, yeah. Wow, what a curveball, Kyle, I'm not, please. I'm not as excited about this part of it. Having having just taken part of the St. Louis 
you know, compensation, however we want to call it. Mm-hmm. Well, I did enjoy the spawns. I enjoyed the boosted shiny rate. That's great. I didn't have as much fun as I was planning because the the limiting factors, obviously, and because I didn't get to enjoy it with other people. Let's, let's be honest with everything. The real fun of, of GoFest was experiencing it with everybody. Yes. So that's just why I'm not as excited as other people might be for this. Okay. I, I think if it's anything like, okay, actually that's not fair. If it's, if it's strictly just like the St. Louis experience was where they gave you a two-step special research, which I'm thankful for the 200 great balls, but I definitely like finished that second step and I went back and I was like, where did my research go? <laughs> I didn't realize it was two steps. I was just so excited to do it. I just started going and it, it was very short that that felt a little bit undercooked to me. But, you know, what are they going to do in a short? I mean, yeah, time? it was clear. It was it was clearly the short and it was right. great. I needed I went through all of those great balls and almost ran out of everything else again. Yeah, no, it so. was it, it was perfect. I just thought it was a little bit short, but for what it was and the amount of time it was, it was perfect. What I was going to say was is that if the GoFest experience for isolated gameplay and stuff isn't somehow much more mind-blowing than the Safari Zone experience was, then I'm also not nearly as excited about it as I'd like to be. I mean, yeah, it's not going to hold a candle to the actual experience of walking around the environments and seeing a, you know, fake snow being blown on you when it's 65 and and, and raining, you know, like, but if I wanted to go, you know, get trench foot, I could just go stand out in the mud outside, I guess. You could. But this seems like a good idea to ask, what do they do to make a go fest around the world enjoyable for players? Because what do you do? Turn on unknown spawns for everybody? then suddenly unknowns are no longer special for from now till the end of time because now everyone can get them type of it thing. would still be ticket holders you know i mean they're not gonna just do this for free i don't know but ticket holder why 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 what do you mean the, why the what? only reason twenty thousand tickets are sold for GoFest is because that's as many people as they can fit in chicago right but example. unknown unknown aren't rare because there's a ticket cap for the event Unknown are rare because they're at events and a lot of people just don't participate because they're not that kind of player. But I mean, I disagree. I think it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Okay. If you can't afford to go to events, you don't get to have an unknown unless you know somebody who went there or you found one of the insanely rare spawns. Just for example. Have you ever had that happen, by the way? What? Find one? Yeah, find a completely random. No, but I have seen one called out on my discord. Okay. That was not too far from me. I just wasn't in a time to go get it. I caught one and it was completely by accident. That's that's pretty great. And that's how those are caught because they're stupid rare. <laughs> like really but, stupid rare. But so is this that's that raises the new question. Will it be ticketed? Because will it be a limited number of tickets? Will it be a paid for event like Genesect? You know, it's there's all sorts of different things. Okay, I think I think the answers, I'm 90% sure about these answers. Definitely going to be ticketed. If it's all going to be remote, no ticket limit. Okay, but then now you've reached you you reach a critical mass that Niantic needs to be careful about because if there is no limit, sure they're going to make a ton of money, you know. Yeah, a huge amount of their portion is going to buy tickets, but now tickets for future events will not have nearly the same impact that they would 
otherwise. It kind of depends on, I I get exactly what you're saying, but it really, all of it hinges on what they do for, for the localized go fest. Because if they don't bring the unknown up, then there, that eliminates that entire situation. What if, what if uh, getting an unknown or getting the unknown letters was suddenly now the fun things that they put in for the, the special research steps instead. And what if some of the other stuff was, uh, an AR playground type thing that they just kind of, I don't know, they put objects around randomly in the space around. I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think of a, a fun way they could do the environment stuff that they have at the, the GoFest, like little dioramas they have set up. I don't know. I think we have, we've, hmm. we've speculated enough on the different types of things. I think it's just, it will definitely be a careful calculated move when it does happen very so when when if you have a question about it when it happens niantic has thought about it because it's a really big deal for them well i'm sure i just want them to tell us uh well they're not gonna tell us everything come on as much as you would like as much as we would like they're not gonna tell everybody all of the stuff that went on behind their decision making. Very true. Uh, I am just excited um, with the solace that something is going to be happening with GoFest this year, whether it's remote or whatever. So thanks, John Hankey, for the love note. Appreciate it. Really, really, really do. Uh, moving on to April events. Tomorrow is the first day of April. Be on guard. Don't trust anything. Tomorrow, the most uh, foolest of Aprils. But well, we got some stuff going on in April. Uh, includes uh, well, it's it's not nearly as action packed as March was. <laughs> Let's just say that. Oh, Let's just say that. I can't. We made it, man. We're alive. It's the thirty first. Congratulations. Shadow Ente and the Shadowy Threat grows special research for the month of April. Shadow Ente will still be available to save from Giovanni. There will not be a new set of Team Go Rocket special research in April. If you haven't had a chance to finish the Shadowy Threat grows yet. Now you have until the end of April. Great. Um, I that's awesome. I don't care. I really yeah, don't. Whoop de doo. I it's, if you're I, still trying to work on this, this is really good news for you, but I wasn't trying to work on it, so I, I got nothing for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh April research breakthrough encounter. I'm so excited <laughs> for this. Alola sure? Yes, I am. Alolan Executor with bonus stardust. I hereby I hereby decree April is tall boy month. <sighs> tall boy month. It's a fitting Pokemon for April, I guess. It sure is. Yes. From Wednesday, April first at one PM to Friday, May first at 1 p.m. PDT, the coconut Pokemon Alolan Exeggutor will be available as a research breakthrough encounter, and it comes with bonus Stardust Yahoo. If it's going to be another 5K, I'm okay with that. I'm just really happy to have more opportunities to catch tall boys. Pokemon Spotlight Hour and Mystery Bonus Hour for the month of April. Pokemon Spotlight Hour and Mystery Bonus Hour will continue to occur. Stay tuned for more details. They like to kind of keep those bonuses close to the vest until right before they go live or until somebody in a different you know time zone before you gets it. Uh, so keep your ears close to the ground. We don't know any more than you do. Nobody does. Haha. <laughs> I get. They have been very. I don't want to say restricted, but very isolated events lately. They've been like yeah. you know increased evolution experience and stuff like that. I think there was transfer candy increase for one of them, unless I'm remembering wrong, but 
a lot of stuff you can do staying at home. I was so mad about the transfer candy one because I didn't hear about it until like five minutes before it was up. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my legendaries. No. Should I get through my Zapdos really quick? What am I doing? You know? oh, God. <laughs> Time stop. No. Think of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we, we do have a couple of other exciting things that just got announced today. I'll run through these relatively quickly here because we are dragging our feet for this abnormally small news section that's not small at all, like, I guess. Tricky Pokemon event. What? Yeah. Ooh. Do you consider yourself a prankster, Kyle? No. Do you like how Fungus tricks Pokemon into thinking it's a Pokeball, Kyle? Yes. Do you love how Sudowoodo mimics a tree to avoid being attacked, Kyle? I don't like that it's rock type, though. Okay. Yes. Okay. One out of three ain't bad. From April first, Wednesday, that's tomorrow at eight a.m. to Tuesday, April seventh at ten p.m. local time. Good news for you, Mister One Out of Three, for favoring tricky Pokemon. <laughs> There's an event going on, and features include Pokemon known to be pranksters and masters of disguise will be appearing more often in the wild, such as Ghastly, Haunter, Voltorb, Sudowoodo, Apom. Croagunk and Fungus. If you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny Sudowoodo or a shiny Croagunk. Those are exciting. Shiny Sudowoodo. We've had Bonsly out, but I guess now you can check Sudowoodo just outright in the wild. Very cool. Stunfisk, the trap Pokemon, will make its Pokemon Go debut. For the duration of the event, Stunfisk will be available as field research task reward encounters. And if you're extremely lucky, in the wild. After the event ends, Stunfisk will no longer hatch from 5k eggs. You'll be able to encounter Stunfisk as field research task rewards encounters, or if you're very lucky, in the wild. Awesome. The following Pokemon will be hatching more often for 5km eggs. Apom, Why Not, Bond, Sly, Croagunk, and Stunfisk. It's good to know that they're being boosted in that, that especially that egg pool. <laughs> now, event exclusive field research tasks will be available. Depending on the task, you might receive a reward encounter with a Sudobudo, Croagunk, or Stunfisk. Take a snapshot and see who appears. Oh, wonder who it'll be. And then lastly, Ditto will be appearing more frequently in the wild during the event. So be sure to catch Pokemon that Ditto are known to transform into. We also have reports of Ditto transforming into more Pokemon species than before. And it seems this phenomenon will persist after the event ends. Uh-oh. Uh, that's that's uh, warning bells right there. The Ditto pool is being expanded. That's interesting. It's because they keep losing shinies from that pool. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, that, that's 100% is. Well, you know what? You could just release the shiny Ditto and just be done with it, Niantic. No. I'm just saying. It would still be it would still be terrible. Really? You think so? If you I'm caught sorry. a shiny Pidgey and it turned into a shiny Ditto, you wouldn't be thrilled? No. I would be oh. – I mean, I might be thrilled, but the second time it happened, I would be furious. <laughs> so. Yeah, but then you've got a second Ditto, and that's awesome. But I have no shiny Pidgey then at all. Um, well. You see the situation? That's fair enough, yes. Uh, any excitement for this trickster event? You know, the highlights being Stunfisk and uh, Shinies and all that stuff. I mean, I already have a Shiny Bonsly, so I don't really care about the Shiny Sudowoodo that much. Okay. But it's nice that there's Sudowoodo worth checking now. <laughs> Definitely. I like having reasons to click on Pokemon I didn't before. Croagunk Shiny is so good, though. What color is it? Uh, it's it's teal. Okay. I don't remember the color of, of Toxicroak, though. But if I got a shiny Croagunk, I would consider building a second PvP Toxicroak just for the flex, because I like it that much. 
I respect the flex. I really, I really, really do. Um, I won't talk you out of that, but I will remind you you have all these ghosts to max up. This is well, you know what? I'm I'm rapidly approaching. <laughs> The candy requirements are going to be worse than the. Oh, you're going to need a distraction soon. Now so. I see. I see. I see. Yes. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to this event. I think it's going to be kind of fun. It's a neat little theme they've never done before. It's not a repeat event. Uh, so there's, that'll be that'll be cool. Is this in place of the Easter event? Uh, no. No, this is before it. Right. This, this is the before. Week before this is the April. Yeah. You know, the April event. But they don't want to make a a joke about it because it's not really the right atmosphere i'm sure yeah definitely i bet you we're also going to see an easter event down the road here probably maybe even just for the weekend right maybe but hey there's one more thing to talk about before we move on to gear up the raid radius extension this is from niantic trainers as we develop ways to team up in raid battles from home we'll be making a temporary change to gym interaction distance The distance from which you can interact with gyms has been temporarily doubled, allowing you to be further from gyms and other trainers as you challenge raid bosses. This change also allows you to spin photo discs at gyms if you are within the double distance. However, it will not change the distance required to spin photo discs at Pokestops. So that's an important difference to note right there. You can spin the disc gyms from further away, but not regular Pokestops because they're only doubling the distance for the gyms, right? As we continue to prioritize updates to Pokemon Go features and experiences that make the game more accessible and enjoyable, be sure to follow us on social media, opt in to receive push notifications, subscribe to our emails to stay updated on these temporary changes and more in the coming weeks. I mentioned that. I normally strip that stuff out because it's kind of bloat, but there's been so much misinformation and misinterpretation of the sort of messages that Niantic is trying to put out. Uh, And I feel like every single week, Kyle, you and I have to course correct a little bit here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Some of the narratives that we hear. uh, One of them, there's one of them in particular that has to do with this, right? That some people think that this raid radius extension is, is the remote raid battling solution that Niantic was just talking about that they're going to be working on. This is not that. This is a stopgap until they have that developed and out ready to go. Exactly. So if you're mad about that, just cool your jets. We're definitely going to get exactly what you want soon. Or, you know, what what we think we all want soon. <laughs> it's it's not that solution yet. So that's still coming. Um, anything else on this, Kyle? It, it kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. As long as people just remember to realize this is just a temporary thing, not the fix. Because it's not really a fix, as we all know. Right, right. Cool. All right, well, that's it for news. So many changes, so many things to keep track of. Oh, boy. I could use some structure, Kyle. Can you help me out with that, with Gear Up, perhaps? So this week on Gear Up, we're going to talk about Stunfisk. Wait, what? For those of you who play the main series games, no one talks about Stunfisk. What? It's it's not a good Pokemon. But in Pokemon Go, <laughs> it's it's going to shake up greatly just a little bit. It's actually got some use. In Great League, Stunfisk, look, he's he's actually really good. He counters two incredibly popular Pokemon and then one very popular Pokemon. And those three being Registeel, Azumarill, and Skarmory. Wait, that's my Great League team. (laughs) Close enough. Uh (laughs) I know several people who run more or less that team. Yeah. Moveset for pvp of thundershock and discharge and mud bomb the ideal pvp ivs are 0 13 14 you can't get that though at all 
unless you find it extremely rarely in the wild because it's going to be well no because the minimum floor even for new friends is three. Oh yeah no you're right yeah so unless you find huh. it in the wild you're going to have to settle because you're going to be catching field research and egg stun fisks which have noticeably higher floors stun fisk is kind of in the spirit of settling isn't it uh, yeah yeah <laughs> but as for its matchups against azumarill Stunfisk barely ekes out a win in the 1-1 one, one shield scenario, but it handily beats it in the 2-2, two, two, but it loses very badly in the 0-0 zero, zero shield. So if you don't have any shields, Azumarill comes out with like 80% of its health. Oh my. Oh, if you that's have like good. if you have two shields, if you have two shields, Stunfisk will come out with like 65% of its health. This is worth noting though, this is only if the Azumarill is packing hydro pump so if it doesn't have hydro pump though and it has ice beam and play rough instead Stunfisk actually wins all three scenarios even Whoa. the even the no shields it wins with like 10 percent of its health left so it's not wow. it's not like crazy but it's that's there's your counter if you're tired I'm, of fighting azumarill uh, you get a Stunfisk. there you go i'm gonna hate this pokemon no no because it gets better it gets better Okay, okay. Against okay. Registeel, it wins the one to one and the two to two shield with about 30% health left. And in the zero zero, it wins with a little bit less than half. So it walks Whoa. out with like 48% HP. So Registeel can't do anything against Stunfisk. I'm so okay with this. I know okay a lot of people this. have trouble fighting Registeel if they don't bring like a fighting type or something like that on their team. And lastly, Skarmory. Don't even talk about it, okay? Stunfisk eats Skarmory. All three scenarios, the zero shield, one, and two shields, it wins with more than two-thirds of its health left. Even in a zero shields for Stunfisk and two shields for Skarmory, Stunfisk still wins with 30% of its health left. Whoa, talk about <laughs> hard counter. Holy cow. So if, if, if somebody really likes their Skarmory, they might be willing to overprotect it if they're not aware of what Stunfisk can do. Yeah. So get in those cheap wins while you can once Stunfisk is new. This is mud bomb spam, right? I'm assuming. It's is it's uh for for Skarmory, you mean? Or no, for just I mean, in general. For, for just in general. And then for for Skarmory, you would want to use the electric moves because it's four times. But yeah. Well yeah, for for Azumarill, it's also electric moves, depending on your shield scenario, obviously. For Registeel. For Registeel, it's the mud bomb. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Oh my god. I'm kind of excited about this Pokemon now. Yeah, he's he's great. Just watch out for grass types. There is nothing Stunfisk can do at all. He has no coverage to damage grass types. Switch out immediately. <laughs> <laughs> poor Stunfisk. Poor, poor Stunfisk. Want to learn more about Stunfisk, Kyle? Absolutely. I do. I'm interested now. Let's talk about it in the Pokelore. Stunfisk, the trap Pokemon. Stunfisk is a flat fish-like Pokemon ugh, with a broad mud brown <laughs> body. At the base of its yellow tail is a yellow marking shaped like an exclamation point when seen from behind. It has small horizontal oval-shaped eyes, white with a tiny black pupil, and no irises. <gasps> no irises. It's blind. <laughs> Poor Damn. guy. Almost exactly between those two eyes lies the two thick gray lips that form its mouth. Ugh. 
two thick gray lips. Ugh, what, a, <laughs> what an uncomfortable descriptor. I know, it has, right? Ugh, ugh. <laughs> sorry oh god i'm dying over here it has two small flimsy fins at the sides of its body each with two lobes it has been seen to leap into the air and flap its fins as if their wings to remain airborne oh that's cute sunfisk's very tough skin keeps them unharmed if stepped on even by sumo wrestlers <laughs> oh hang on hang on though hang on we have a entire world an entire pokedex of Pokemon that could be considered heavy, but it's stepped on by sumo wrestlers, not like well, not like a Hariyama yeah. or something. Yeah, you'd think. You'd think they would mention something much heavier because it's easier to reference than sumo wrestlers to make it more impressive. But but I guess localization. Yeah, hey, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> to exploit this, it buries itself in mud of the seashore and waits for prey to pass by. Whenever unsuspecting prey touches a stunfisk's body, it is zapped. Stunfisk smiles when electrocuting its foes. If it cannot paralyze its foe, it contorts itself with unexpected speed and flops away. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay, wow. so hang on. We have to address fish-like again. Yeah, okay. It is definitely fish-like. No, it is a fish. It is literally based on a fish of the same, more or less, design. Yes, yeah, but it's fish-like. But it, um, it, it is it is a fish. i know a fish i know poke. i'm trying to play the other side of the argument but i can't i hate it so much okay. we got I the way do. oh my god dude i can't stand this i can't i just want to talk to whoever wrote these i just want to have a chat i just want to know what's going on anyway let's talk about the stats max cp of 2162 that's surprising actually great stamina of 240 eclipsed by an okay defense of 171 and an abysmal attack stat of 144 like bendy straws are more aggressive than this pokemon <laughs> best move set like kyle said before thundershock and discharge and if you're taking it for pvp make sure you unlock the third move make it mud bomb it'll serve you well against that registeel matchup any love or any residual questions for stunfisk there kyle I would like to get some to use it for PvP. It seems like it would be fun. As do I. And that's all the excitement and love I have for this Pokemon. So let's roll into the Pokepoll. So last week's Pokepoll was regarding the Genesect special research story event. Do you enjoy the individual isolated gameplay? And what changes would you have made? So Julia said, my response to the Pokepoll is I got the boxes and they're cool, but I still run out of Pokeballs and I wish they'd give you something called the infinity ball it has a low catch rate, but the ball reproduces itself. So you never need to run out of pokeballs again. Oh, I like that idea. That'd be fun um, to give it like, you know, give it a super low catch rate for stuff. You just don't care about catching that much, but want to throw balls at anyways. Right. Or if you want to practice on a certain Pokemon, but you don't actually want to catch it. If you're trying to farm the catch streaks or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, I like that. It'd be, mm -hmm. be really good for, you know, as soon as you get the two excellent curves in a row, the third one's not going to be excellent or it's going to catch it and break out and break <laughs> That's everything. That's true. Unless it's Water Festival, baby, and we got Whalemur to farm <laughs> all day. Logan said, I enjoy the special research a lot. My only wish is that they would be a tad longer. Everything else made it worth the purchase. Definitely. Agreed. And I think in the future, they will be just given current restrictions, obviously. Yeah, I think the Genesect one was a, was a reasonable length, but I definitely think the St. Louis one was a little bit short. Uh, the Genesect one was a little bit short if you don't factor the fact that it was 135 catches to do. 
Right. And if you're in a place that has a very thick uh, spawn pool, which kind of should be just about everywhere right now because they boosted. But if you were in a place that already had it and that got boosted and it's even that much better, this probably didn't take you very much time at all. Pokemon Crossroads said Genesect goes vroom vroom. He does. He does. I liked it, but it sure was hard to find the Pokemon you need to catch. I didn't run as many incense as I should and now stuck at catch 25 electric type Pokemon. Ooh, yeah. I think that's the one where you actually catch Genesect after, isn't it? Yes, that's the one. Yeah, that's a that's a bad spot to be stuck at. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Those Pikachu during the St. Louis event was very helpful. Very, very helpful. Yes, they were. I'm stuck on the ice types. We, yeah. <laughs> we might be we might be there for a while me too man i've got zero on that one i've been stuck on that for a couple of days i only need four more but i think i have some in my stack somewhere i'm Ooh. just too lazy to go work down right from now. last christmas yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> maxitron said making pokemon's catch rate way more manageable so the pokeball drought isn't as hard felt i can understand it being your own fault if you're under 50 pokeballs total but if you have a couple hundred you shouldn't need to go halfway through one incense when you're expected to shelter instead of going out to farm more items and gold battle league legendaries also don't need a low catch rate they're not going to run away so why not give them a catch rate other than 100 percent? that's a very good point those are both great points i think the first one is kind of being addressed with this rotating one pokeball bundle and if you did the st louis thing you got 200 great balls there and And gifts in case you don't know gifts are flooded with pokeballs it's absurd Open the 20, stack. you're going to walk away with like 150. Right. Yeah. The, the minimum stack for one of the bundles for Pokeballs is, is five Pokeballs. And so you can get like 10 in, in a gift, which is nuts. And the Go Battle League Legendaries, that's that's a good point because they're not going to run away. It's not a, a limit of rarity or something. I don't see why it couldn't have something like a 10% catch rate instead of the, the two or five that they usually do. What you got to look at is what what sort of other benefit is that affording you, though, in the meantime? Yes, it's not a 100% catch rate, but it's also not going to run away from you after 13 Premier Balls. And so you have more opportunities to land it for the pineapple if you really want to or catch it at all in the first place. So you do have that benefit, you know? But the, the downside is you were going through your Pokeballs as opposed to ones you earned. Right. That is I agree with that 100 percent. But I, I kind of do appreciate the opportunity to mess up a lot and still come out successful, I, I guess. I, I, I mean, I agree. I just think it's a it's a good change worth talking about. I think he's right. I do. I'm just saying <laughs> there's a silver lining still. <laughs> so Mosh Pit wrote in and said more balls as rewards for as many Pokemon as you were required to catch. If you were low on balls, it would have been impossible to finish. Personally, I've been playing Pokemon Go by myself for a while now with two babies in the house. Oh the last few weeks have been my best for Pokemon Go in a while. I got told to stay home from work for two weeks, so I've been basically doing house chores and catching Pokemon the whole time. The Genesect research was great for me. I definitely think they're understanding of this, and they addressed it with St. Louis because they knew people needed the balls if they were going to be playing so yeah, hard. Yeah. So... That's positive for the future for stuff like this, for sure. I think so. I think so, too. Yeah, a lot of these opinions were written, um, you know, like five or so days ago. So I think given all the new changes lately, that hopefully the ball problem isn't as much of a problem as it was, especially for Max and for Mosh Pit. Mm -hmm. Yes. So this week's PokePole, what feature would you like to see converted for at-home play? How would you change it? 
Yeah. So my my thinking with this question was kind of, it was kind of uh, inspired by the raid question, the raid conversation, because naturally when that kind of was announced today um, uh, in in our personal circles and in the grand you know, public social space on Twitter and stuff like that. I saw so many people trying to theory craft how they thought kind of like what you and I did earlier in this episode in the news section, Kyle, about what that would look like. What remote rating would look like? How would it work? What would you like it to look like? Are you are you tempering this with realism? You know, stuff like that <laughs> got me thinking either. How would you build out the raid feature kind of like we talked about? Or what is another feature similar to rating that maybe you're missing a lot right now that you wish you could go out and do? Um, what is something you could bring home that and how would you do that is the question? Well, for me, if this rating changes go through in any way that's that's like accessible. I don't have anything else I would change for at home play. They've more or less done everything on my list. Okay. I know that's, that's kind of a cop out answer, but PVP accessible pokeballs gifts are giving them, you know, hand over fist, so to speak spawns. They're really high. And if you want, you can use an incense, which are not very expensive. If you've somehow run out. And then, you know, fix the rating. I, I guess the only thing missing is being able to have accessibility to get your daily Pokemon coins from a gym. Uh, Yes, but also you're kind of a dead end, aren't you? Yeah. So for myself, I think I agree with you 100%. And it kind of leads just one hole in my Pokemon Go experience, which is uh, generating and being able to perform uh, research tasks. Okay. Um, I really miss being able to do those because I like getting the encounters. I like having the better IV encounters and stuff like that. I like being a completionist. You know, I get a lot of enjoyment out of completing tasks. And so now I'm sheltering in place. This is my third week now in a place where I don't have any Pokestops even really walkable nearby. You know, I went out for like an hour long walk the other day just because I'm kind of in the middle of nowhere right now. And it was beautiful, but not a Pokestop to be found. No tasks to be had. So I kind of wish, I don't know. I don't know how I would build it out, man. That's kind of a difficult one. Like, do they just give you a free task every day? Is it like every 25 Pokemon catches, you would get a new task or something? Who knows? That is a little bit worrisome that I was thinking about earlier because Stunfisk is going to be only really available from these tasks. So how is that going to get handled? I will definitely go drive down the street to spin those Pokestops to try and get a Stunfisk, but... I'd rather right. not have to drive across town to get a stunt fisk. Yeah, I mean, I'll research. I'll definitely leave as well, especially during that day, just because it's an event. And if, if there's an event going on or something that I really want to farm, uh, like I'll go out and I'll drive somewhere else and I'll play in my car like I did for St. Louis. But I like in a daily sort of day to day thing and how it's integrated into my daily life and stuff like that. The thing I'm missing the most is definitely collecting research tasks and doing them just casually without making a, a vested you know <laughs> effort to take an hour out of my day to go get them right mm -hmm. so i don't know I, I miss i miss that but um if you dear listener have an answer to the question what feature would you like to see converted for at home play and how would you change it please go ahead and send those answers to or post them on social media, such as Facebook and or Twitter when we post the question. Or if you're a patron, you can also answer there. But like I was beginning to say, you can also send them to us via email or voicemail. The voicemail number is 262-586-7717. You can also send those emails to mail at gocastpodcast.com. 
gmail.com. And speaking of emails, emails, e- emails, mails, emails, emails. <laughs> 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 Okay, I got nothing left. In, I got nothing left in the tank. This is the email section. <laughs> We're almost there. Hey, this first email is from Jackson. Wrote in. He said, "Sup, sup, Jackson. What up, What's dog? Up? Sorry for not sending anything in last week's or the week before. Look, I was worried, uh, but good to hear you're doing good, man. My answer to the poke poll is that I like the events, except I would make it like later. You can do the event just with not." as good rewards only like the pokemon that was for or something like that story time no question though oh jackson man i think <laughs> i look forward to your questions they're always wild there's always fun to talk about um all right so all right so i used my one poke coin to buy incense so there's a bundle we had a couple of weeks ago uh, i was like okay i'll save them until i get some pokeballs then the week later this past week, they're selling 100 Pokeballs for one Pokecoin, and I had none to buy oh, Pokeballs. No. Oh. You had only one coin left. Oh my gosh. Oh, no. That's kind of impressive. That's kind of impressively. To get uh, to one Pokecoin? Yeah. It's impressively tragic, Jackson, and I'm really sorry for you. That's awful. Oh, man. Peace out, Jackson. Well, oh, geez. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. That really stinks. But uh, hopefully, you found some ways to get some Pokeballs now. It's been a handful of days hopefully the problems corrected itself i don't know best of luck to you jackson put a a pokemon in a gym for like 30 minutes yeah (laughs) don't don't waste the incense just to do something don't do it just hold on to him you'll get some pokeballs eventually (laughs) thanks for the email jackson next email is from john said hi guys john here again was so happy to hear my email right on the show so to follow up on my predicament in case for those of you who don't remember john Lived in rural Ireland, had his power out. He had very little access to play in his area. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was the cell phone service. They turned off the cell phone yeah, service. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what it is. It was. It was a bad situation. It was something. Yeah. <laughs> I have managed to break three million experience on level thirty nine through two ultra friends, and with the mystery hour being evolution focused and putting on lucky eggs. Oh, hey, nice. that's some efficient use right there, and a lot Wait, of experience. Yeah, way to get after Holy it, cow. man. Just want to shout out the great work Niantic have been doing in these difficult times. I feel like I can trust them to not take advantage of players. Keep up the great work and hope everyone is well. I That's awesome that you were able to get so much experience and so far towards your goal at level 40. Yeah, that's during insane. During difficult times. Yes, absolutely. So I'm, I'm going to take it that the incense and catching on Lucky Egg wasn't as attractive as an option for you. That's fine. <laughs> I understand. No, you found a better way to spend your resources in order to get towards your XP goal. I hope that there's another couple of opportunities that you can uh, farm some more too, John. Keep us in the loop. We're, we're pulling for you. This last email is from Ruben. Hey, Chris and Kyle. First of all, thank you for the great podcast. I look forward to it every week, especially during the current COVID-19 situation. Well, I'm glad that you're looking forward to it. We also look forward to it every week. It brings me well-needed distraction and joy in this difficult time. Let me introduce myself. I'm Ruben, a listener from the Netherlands. Hello, Ruben. Welcome. Welcome. I started casually playing uh, when the game first came out in 2016. I did that for about six months or so. After that period, I stopped playing and picked it back up again. On August 6th, 2019, it was Slack Off Community Day. 
I went for a walk and caught my very first shiny slack off. I didn't know at that time what a shiny or a community day was. Later that day, I did some research why some slack off had a different color than the rest. And from that day, I was hooked. Oh, yeah, oh, dude. The shiny claws. Just, <laughs> just really, really sinking them in. <laughs> yeah. I especially enjoy the shiny hunting aspect of the game. But lately, I'm also interested in PvP. So much Stardust investing. Very painful. Oh, oh yes. So true. Oh, so we true. You. Yes. This weekend, I did some shiny numbers research. That's the reason I'm sending this email. I'm fascinated with the shiny ratings with uh, with the shiny ratings each event. I went out this weekend for three hour walks. I went out this weekend for three hour walks on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. First, let me tell you that in the Netherlands, you can still go outside for a walk alone and make sure you keep your distance to others. Same here. I, I can't. I can't imagine. I know it's other places you can't do that right now, and I'm very thankful to still be able to get outside. So if you are able to take advantage of it. I've seen these numbers of Pokemon over the weekend. 539 Spoink, one shiny, rate one in 539. Oh my gosh. He checked 560 ball to I caught three shiny. The rate's one in 187 for that. This is all these rates, by the way. This is just one person's experience. So don't take these as official yeah, rates yeah. Uh, because that's how probability works. Uh, out of 560 not to one shiny. Out of 421 drowsy, three shiny. It's wow. a one in 140, right? Yeah, there we go. 462 lunatone, two shiny, one in 231. 86 ralts, two shiny, one in 43. Wow, what an incredible ralts Fuck. rate. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty much like community day rates almost. And then 102 beldum, zero is shiny. Ah. In yeah. total, I caught 12 shinies this weekend. I think this event had some cool shinies. Lunatone being my favorite of this yes. event. It's, it's it's really neat. It's the best one. It's got some really solid color coloration. Over the past 10 months, I've caught 301 shiny Pokemon. My favorite one is my maxed out 100% shiny Mewtwo. Okay, casual flex. <laughs> That's awesome. I hope they do a few events where the community day Pokemon before uh, August 6th come back because I'm missing a lot of those shiny Pokemon. Trading is an option as well but i prefer catching them my favorite part of your show is the weekly goals that's why i will tell you my goals this month okay lay it on me Ruben. catch a shiny shadow beldum could be good in battles with the elite tm meteor mash oh my god what a goal (laughs) what a goal goal. good luck i love this next one catch a shiny shelter currently seen 3620 holy cow zero shiny so he's oh oh for 3620 it's nuts and reach level 40 need 2 million experience well hey you're tied with john (laughs) (laughs) you guys are neck and neck good luck making it to 40 there's a little bit more to end this mail i've got two questions for you okay here we go the Safari events were now available for ticket holders to play from home. Could it be that in the future, these events can be played from home for everyone? Some Pogo players do not have the possibility to travel the world and would like to participate in GoFest and Safari Zones and such. So let's do that question first. So with the Safari Zones now being available for ticket holders to play from home, do you think that this is something that will stick around even as the COVID situation kind of uh, stabilizes? I don't think so. But they may try and do more global stuff like this if this proves successful for them once the COVID stuff starts to die down when it does. 
Yeah. I was thinking about this uh, the other day, actually, about how hard it is going to be for them to get any sort of useful data out of how the isolated experience went for a lot of people, because you can't go based off of ticket sales because the people that that were the people that did the isolated gameplay had bought the tickets expecting something else. Mm -hmm. Right. So they can't really go based on that. So I don't know. I guess it'll be interesting to see how they judge what success means for these events. But what I think you can safely say is I don't think that they will eventually move to or I don't think they will continue to keep this method of event distribution. I think maybe what you're going to see, I'm agreeing with Kyle here. I think the only difference that they might that we might see in the future is maybe like a a ticket for like a third of the price where it's like no special research. You just get some of the spawns for, you know, six hours wherever you are if you can't make it. But I don't think that they would just redesign each event to be have an isolated version, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's just what I think. I don't know. It's up for speculation. Uh, Kyle, anything else you want to add? What do you think? No, I'm very excited to see going forward what they will do, though. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, I mean, we said it before. We said it a million times, and I'll say it a bunch of more times in the future that Niantic is really blazing the trail with the sort of tech that they're doing in this sort of game. So, you know, we're going to kind of have to see what they're doing because they're kind of making history in a lot of ways with this genre of gameplay. So uh, we'll have to see what they ultimately decide to do. The next question, the last question from Mr. Ruben is what are your favorite Pokemon in your collection? Let's just keep it to one. What's your most favorite Pokemon in your collection there, Kyle? That's such a hard question. That's such a hard question. Uh, mine's my shiny Caesar. Yep. Okay. Well, mine is... Do you want to guess? Is it the party hat shiny Gengar? No. You're close, though. Oh, is it the regular Gengar? It is my shiny Gengar that my girlfriend traded me from the first raid day that is lucky and also 90%. I max it out and everything. Use it all the time. Oh. So definitely my favorite Pokemon that I have. That's awesome. Well, that's a much better story than mine. I just like the Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is from Ruben. So thank you very much, Ruben. He says, P.S. My English is not super strong. Uh, so there might be a few grammatical errors in this email. I can confirm, by the way, Ruben, that... It was a well-written email. So thank you and no worries, my friend. Appreciate you writing in. If you guys would like to also write in an email for a future episode, please do. You can send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com or you can call our voicemail number and leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show and respond to you in line, just like we do with the emails. That number is 262-586-7717. That information will also be in the show notes as well as everything else we basically talked about here today. Uh, if you want to send us an email just outright, like I said, it's mail at gocastpodcast.com. That email is also listed on our website, which is gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. Like us on Facebook, the Gocast Podcast. Help support the show if you'd like to. You can do so on Patreon. That's P A T R E O N.com 
forward slash gocastpodcast, where as little as $1 a month gets you access to our patron-exclusive Discord, where we hang out all the time, talk all things Pokemon, do remote PvP battles, talk a little bit of garbage back and forth during our, you know, our <laughs> PvP tournaments, just a little bit. It's all good fun. I love it. But we invite you to show up there, and if you want to learn more about it, please check out our Patreon page. And if monetary support isn't your dealio, if it's not in the cards right now, which it really, it might not be. Everybody is struggling right now in some way. You can still help support us by giving us a review on whatever your favorite podcatcher is. If it's Apple Podcasts, awesome. If it's Stitcher, great. If it's anything else, just because I didn't name it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Go ahead and leave a review on there. That sounds awesome. And that's the end of the show, which means that we're going to set some goals really quick and get out of your hair, dear listener. All right, Kyle. All right. Blow me away with your optimism and your ambition <sighs> and whatever. So I'm, I'm just I'm rapidly sorting through through ghosts right now and double checking lists and stuff to see where I'm at. And I'm I'm about to approach a very difficult time in my maxing ghosts. OK. Once shop it is maxed. Well, once Bennett is maxed, I don't have any more that I can power up. <laughs> I don't have any significant amount of Golette candy. I don't have any Litwick candy. I don't have any Nintendo candy. (laughs) You're going to have to start relying on goals that have to do with you generating either candy with your buddy. So distance or maybe Uh, even rare candies from raids, man. We're going to see. We're going to hold hold off on that one until we find out the whole rating situation. Okay. All right. So I'm currently working on Spiritomb. Okay. He's at 689 kilometers walked. Okay. So you're going to power up Spiritomb and Max Bennett? Let's, yeah, let's go with that. Spirit, let's, let's go with that for now. And also add in my streaks again, because apparently I can't maintain this to save my life during this time. Okay. No problem. No problem. I've got three for you then. So Max Bennett, power up Spiritomb and streaks. I got one more. Okay. Because. You need to have a ridiculous one in times like you this. You do, especially when there's trickster stuff coming and out I'm this week. I'm sure this won't happen, but I would be so happy if it did. I want a shiny Croagunk from this trickster event so badly. Shiny Croagunk is the bow on top. Okay, I understand. So Max Bennett, power up a Spiritomb. I'm separating them this time so that if you don't do one of them, you still get a point. Okay. Streaks and shiny Croagunk. Yes, those are my goals. Sounds good to me. I like that one a lot. So I want to max my Parasect, and I also want to max my Venomoth, so I'm all caught up. I'm going to put them together so I have to do both because I'm kind of tired of this one holding on to the next week. I just have to remember to do it. So I'll do that. I also want to get a shiny Croagunk, and I really want to get a shiny Pseudowoodo. Oh, look at you. Well, we'll see how the spawns play out because this will either be uh, very challenging or not so bad, you know, really at all, depending. Um, I'll just pop an incense and just pray. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. That's it for us. That's it for this episode. That's it for this week. And we'll see you guys next time for episode 88. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.